back to the Ahana Podcast. So today's episode, episode three of the Ahana Podcast, I have my first guest on with me today. Um, his name is Daniel Taylor, and we're going to be talking about our journey with removing porn from our lives, um, how we first started watching porn, how it affected us, getting over it, what caused us to get over it. But yeah, welcome to the show. Yeah, hey everyone, I'm Daniel Taylor, um, big fan of Ahana's, I'm just a subscriber to her YouTube channel, was a big fan of her, um, a customer of her one-on-one sessions, <laughs> I recommend that to anybody, um, it helped me a lot, just talking to somebody that's been on the, the porn battlefield, so to say, face-to-face, <laughs> like, yeah. like I've been like on the Reddit, NoFap, you know, YouTube comments, you know, we're talking to people like just through that, but it's, you know, it's nice to talk to somebody that knows what you've been through and everything like that you know face to face so you know yeah awesome well it's great to have you here yeah, it's so cool to me. actually meet you in person yeah exactly <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't i mean seem, seem real almost so you know it's one of those rare rare moments where like the internet meets real life it's weird right yeah, yeah. it's crazy and speaking of the internet meeting real life I feel like real life is kind of starting to become like porn right now. Every woman has an OnlyFans. Every woman's a porn star. It's so it seems like. But but anyway, yeah. So I first found porn when I was seven years old, watching it late at night on TV when my parents were still asleep. How old were you when you first found it? Um, about third grade. I remember my a friend of a brother and I. There were also two brothers. I was friends with the younger one. Um, his dad just had a bunch of Playboys, and, oh, what's this? And my brother would sneak them back to our house, and we would look at them. And then, it, I mean, it just kind of went on from there. Yeah, that's, um, I think that's how most people find it, is that they find it from someone who has it at home. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that was, that was pre-puberty, and then, like, you know, I never, I never was like, I always, I want to say felt sexual, but like, I never was scared of like, like kids, like when like in a movie, like adults will kiss or something, they'll be like, ooh, I'm like, <laughs> I was never a part of the ooh crowd. It's like, no, do it again. Like, I was almost like, you wanted that. You yes, wanted yeah. <laughs> and then like when puberty hit, like, oh, there's this thing called Google now, and oh, let's search boobs, you know, stuff like that, and that's, it just snowballed from there. Yeah, the internet played a big role in in me developing my porn addiction or my issues with porn because so I had originally found stuff on HBO and on the E network when I was little I used to stay up late at night and watch those Howard Stern shows on E and I would see all these porn stars he would interview and like I just I just remember thinking as a child that this is what all adults do yep. and that I'm like, I, I must need to know this so that when, by the time I'm an adult, I'll know what to do too yeah. or something. Yeah. Porn is such a delusional lie. Like it's nothing, it's nothing <laughs> like when, you know, when you get into real relationships and real sex or anything like that. It's yeah. such a plastic lie. And eventually I got to the point where I learned how to use the internet and one of my uh, uncles had come to stay with us and he was showing my mom how to download music using this software called Kazaa. Do you remember Kazaa? I don't. Do okay. you remember like LimeWire? Yeah, I remember yes. LimeWire. Give me, 
giving your computer a virus to download <laughs> to download Lincoln Park and stuff like that. I remember uh, LimeWire, and I feel like Kazaa. I think Kazaa came before LimeWire, and I. I remember just downloading music on there, but eventually I started to realize that you could download porn off wow, of their yeah. videos. And I would just search for something. I remember I would just search for like, I would literally type in the words, just sex. Yeah, I right? would just yep. type that in. Boobs, big boobs. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's all you needed. And it was just pictures at first. And then exactly. about the summer between sixth and seventh grade, I feel like that's when like when browsers like first started and like i would go watch the browser preview <laughs> videos and i figure out like how to masturbate and everything like i would stay up like in the summer every night <laughs> to like 5 a.m watching like you know, those bra- little browser previews you know that's hilarious yeah. that's so that's so relatable though yeah so relatable so okay so you were in third grade when you started watching that stuff so what age did you start to realize it was a problem um, about eighteen, nineteen. I had a girlfriend that we went to have sex, and like, hmm, my erections nowhere. Like this girl, you know, she was, you know, attractive as can be, um, a really great person. I was really attracted to her, but when it came to have sex, like, hmm, my erections nowhere where it should be, and hmm. like, this doesn't feel as good as it should. So then, you know, that caused a little confusion for like a month or so. Then I went and just like Googled like how to get better erections and stuff like that. And like, oh, hmm, you may be jerking off too much, watching too much porn. And that's how I found NoFap. Interesting. So that that experience that you had... So you basically, you you realized that something was going wrong in your real life sexual experience. Yes. And then that is what led to you finding NoFap. Yes. And like, I think a lot of people have similar realizations. Like I've talked to so many guys now who said that they didn't realize that porn was an issue until they couldn't get hard during yep, sex anymore. Exactly. And once that happens, it's like you know that you have completely rewired your brain to a certain point. I talked to one guy who said that um, he couldn't, he would have to watch porn in the bathroom before he would go and have sex with his girlfriend because, and then when he was having sex with his girlfriend, he would just have to keep thinking about the porn that he just saw in the bedroom, in in, in the bathroom, because that was the only thing that got him hard. We're in Chicago, there's always going to be noises. But anyway... Yeah, that that that's real interesting. So, so when you found NoFap online, did you just start it right away, or did you have any doubts um, at first? What I found, like, like oh, this all makes sense. Like, the, just the erection stuff, and then like the brain fog and the anxiety, and just all these little problems that shouldn't in the lack of drive in life. Um, so all these little problems, like oh yeah, this is not. All these problems shouldn't be here. All these so-called superpowers that aren't superpowers are just how you're supposed to feel as a man. Mm -hmm. So all that stuff, you know, definitely drew me in. I was like, okay, let's go. But unfortunately for me, the porn addiction was so deep. It wasn't very... I definitely was improving very slowly. Like I thought, oh, okay, 90 days, I'll be... I can do that. I'll be fine. And, you know, it's just... Unfortunately, the progress wasn't that that fast and that simple Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
So when you first started NoFap, how long did it take for you to feel different or to feel any Um, better? Well, I mean, I would get two a week, two weeks, and you would feel, it's almost like you'd feel better. Mm -hmm. You start feeling better, and then you almost feel like, I guess, how normal you're, you're supposed to feel normal. You get to that point. And then, like, you just this trance would come over you, and like, oh, oh, I can, I can watch porn; it'll be fine. And then you're, then you're almost back to like square one, square one, it would seem. Okay, interesting. Yeah, for me, I, I didn't ever really know that porn was a problem. I think growing up, it was so normalized amongst all the friends I had, amongst the people I was surrounding myself with. It seemed like everyone was watching it, and I didn't even see it as a problem. But I just knew that I felt empty inside every time I would watch it and I just felt sad a lot. And I think I I had found NoFap on YouTube through this girl, Kasumi Chris, who's another U- female YouTuber who makes like NoFap videos, used to make NoFap videos. And um, so I found it up, I found out about it from her and a few, I, at first I saw other guys making NoFap videos But it wasn't until I saw her videos that I thought that maybe I could benefit from it. And then I realized how hard it was to stop watching it. And then from there, I basically made the commitment to myself that I wanted to see how life felt without this in my life. So what would you say are some of the biggest changes you've noticed since letting it go? Um, This sense of calmness. Like I always would be anxious and worried about this something that I didn't need to be anxious and worried about like like life wasn't flowing at all and you just seem stuck and then eventually you can just you know get on with your life and get on with the everyday tasks that you're supposed to be enjoying which you really couldn't just because your brain is so messed up and mm-hmm. you're always thinking about porn and whatnot so basically just a sense of calmness and just a sense of normalcy like it's so nice to wake up and not have your brain like feel fried and actually not have your back hurt and actually have energy. Mm-hmm. It's, I just, I mean, I love it. Like, I don't ever plan to ever go back to porn. How has it changed the way you relate with women? Well, it's funny because, well, like when I was a teenager, it would never, ever, like the girlfriends I have, it would never, ever be about sex. Like, I could just hang out with them and you know, hold hands and kiss and whatnot, and that'd be fine. Mm-hmm. And then, slowly as time goes on, it just, like, like, I wouldn't even want to hang out with girls unless I knew there was going to be some sex involved. Like, it literally makes you that perverted. Like, I couldn't even be around a girl anymore without, you know, like, if I'm not getting sex out of this, why do I even want to be here? Mm-hmm. You know, like... Porn kind of replaces Yeah, woman. exactly. Like, before, it would just be like, you know you know hanging out with a girl would be like so exciting just and everything and then that completely went away like you know and then and then it's like and then it would all be about sex and then i guess it would be a topic for another podcast whatever but like the post-sex feeling like then Mm. you you want nothing to do with the girl anymore and then it just kill it just kills every relationship that you have like you like your relationships they can't develop anymore because you don't take the time for that and you just want to have sex and then the brain after sex like that's you know again another topic but just 
things aren't the same after you you know you bust that nut after you ejaculate it's just things yeah you feel less you passionate. feel yes yes no not not less passionate no passion at all like <laughs> it's like a magnet falling getting demagnetized and falling off a fridge that's literally mm. literally what it is for me like it doesn't matter how attracted am i am to a girl like if i rush into sex and um you know ejaculate i do not want to be there for one more second like it doesn't matter you know it literally could be insert most attractive person here like no like i don't want i want to go home and play video games or, <laughs> you know anything right. literally i'd rather you know right be locked in a freezer or other, th- <laughs> other than be sitting there in some <laughs> some some person that suddenly so like you become so annoyed by this person after sex and like you just you know you just can't stand it and it's the worst feeling and i but again this is another topic for another time but no this is so related though but um yeah you just you know all of a sudden the magnetism and that you had to that person is just gone no matter who it is and what it is like people like say oh no maybe you just weren't attracted to that girl like no this girl is a 10 out of 10 out of, in every way her personality looks whatever um, but then no matter what, like, like I used to have a relationship for six years and we would hang out for like 30 minutes, end up having sex. And then it'd be like, um, can you leave? Can I leave? <laughs> Whatever the situation was, that's what it was. So I can totally relate to that. I had one relationship too. That was exactly like that. We would, we would, in, we would have all these plans to do stuff and then we would meet up we are we would let yep. our attraction take over we would have sex and then we wouldn't want to do anything yep. anymore and then that was that yeah it got to the point where like just because of porn and whatnot i would have to set a timer on my fo- on my phone for like two three hours like i'm gonna hang out with this person for two three hours before we do anything sexual <laughs> which was nice to have the two three hours <laughs> But the feelings after sex would still, you know, would still be wanting to leave and destroy whatever fun you had with that person mm-hmm. in those two, three hours. Like, oh, what's that alarm going off on your phone? Oh, that's nothing. That's just an old alarm I forgot to turn off. Stuff like, <laughs> stuff like that. And that's what porn does to us. Oh though. yeah, exactly. Like, yep. like porn, it glorifies, it it, it glorifies uh, casual sex. Yep. It glorifies like. It, it glorifies the orgasm more than anything. Yep. Like, it's all about seeing the ejaculation yeah. somewhere on the woman. Have you ever and, seen, like, like, the porn videos where, like, we'll have, like, a post post scene, like, like behind the scenes, and it's, like, the girl taking a shower, and, like, all of a sudden, like, the whole, like, sexiness she's had, and, you know, she just goes back to be, like, being, like, like, she's, like, you can tell, like, she's, like, disgusted by what she did, and, like she's you know wants a guy to get the camera out of her face so she can go take a damn shower and doesn't want to talk to him so like yeah i remember seeing stuff like that too i remember seeing some porn where it's almost like in the actual scene you can almost see in the girl's eyes you can see her spirit becoming broken while she's filming this thing it's like it's it's so dark it is so dark i used to notice that with porn too that anytime i would turn it on I, it's like i could feel the room around me change i could feel the darkness kind of start to shine off the screen or something yep yeah really 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 but yeah like you know sad. it's and then like just like porn and ejaculation is is not your friends i mean it feels really good, but it's 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 like the a mirage in the desert. Like you know, you need water, and you go to die <laughs> for it, and nothing's there. Like 
it's like drinking salt water. It's not going to do you any good. Absolutely. So on average, what do you think a guy, like how long do you think a guy would need to stay on NoFap to feel the benefits of it in general? Like how long would it need to be, do you think, before he starts to feel more Feel any benefits at all? Yeah. Uh, five days, as little as it, but... Mm-hmm. It's a roller coaster ride. It's not straightforward. Like, I've known about NoFap for five years now, and I'm still not where I need to be fully. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like, I think it's like, so I was addicted to porn for 10 years and then trying to quit for five years with pretty decent success. Like, right now, I'm about once every one, two months is about exactly the number where I'll just get in this trance and sadly do it it's just being real mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but i think it so i was addicted for 10 years i think it takes at least like half the time you're addicted to fully like recover recover from it yeah that's that's just my opinion i have no science behind that but that's just my opinion from it yeah i i agree with you i feel like guys who do it a lot they notice benefits in as quickly as yeah. like you said a few days yeah even. just like after five days you don't feel like crap but like you you still like you don't feel as good as like a, maybe you used to like when you were younger or anything like that mm-hmm. so that's what i always try to get people to think about is like Think about what life was like before porn was ever introduced to you. Like exactly. you would get the most innocent, pure joys out of things. You would get yeah. yep. like nothing like the the mind when it's untainted like that is so um, incredible. Exactly. It's like the creativity's off the charts, the I don't know, it's really so I um, had I was yeah. just uh watching an old so I'm from Indianapolis watching an old Colts football game the other week from, from like when I was like in eighth grade and that's when my porn use was you know you know i didn't have my own computer and i could only do it so often so i was you know like it's probably like once a week then or whatever but barely like before it still hadn't corroded my mind to where it was you know and this watching this football game it's like i all these memories and good stuff like i can remember like oh remember when i didn't feel like crap (laughs) and stuff like that like remember what it felt like to feel normal and Mm -hmm. have like energy nonstop, and not have your brain you know actually yeah your brain work right you know so yeah really really interesting like it's like it was crazy for me like you went to school i went to school for like eight hours a day and then played it was on the basketball team and practiced for three hours after that 11 hours a day at school and now it's like at college like after like two classes it's like oh i can't be here any longer (laughs) i have to leave you know stuff like that so it's crazy yeah, I think nowadays with social media, yes, people's yes, attention definitely. spans oh, are yeah. just so terrible. short. Yeah. It's terrible, because I actually, <laughs> I didn't get a smartphone until uh, November like 2014, so I was kind of late to the party, mm-hmm. so so I was I was 19 in 2014, so I was kind of late to the party, like I was like the one guy that had this like an old dumb phone in high school, so like social media was just like when I had to go home and get on the computer to use it, but now like it's in your pocket, like I've like multiple times a day you just find yourself like why am i looking at this why am i wasting all this time it's this nonsense exactly and nowadays it's like there's there's things that you don't even need to be on a porn website to see instagram yeah. has tons of porn on it i mean quote unquote yeah porn like at work like at work like like once or twice a week somebody will be on tiktok and they'll be like oh watch this chick i'm like i don't want to watch that like yeah that chick's not you know 
just dancing to show off her assets it's like that's gross like why you spend your time more wisely than that exactly and i think i think at this point i've seen so many sexualized images that i feel so numb to it now it's like they hold no more meaning right like i've seen so many ass pictures now that it's like i don't even have any reaction to this anymore it's like so unspecial yep it's like so it's like so normal that i'm so it's like now it, it almost seems sexier to see a woman in like full clothing where you can actually have some mystery mm, and imagine yeah. something yeah because it is it actually <laughs> is like yeah then like people like like i've seen so many girls that used to be like you know like considered like conservative like dressed in like like high school and like college and now it's like oh my gosh you're dressed like like a skank you know it's like i you know what happened but it's you know social media you know you think that's they you know to normal and want to fit in and they want the attention too Mm -hmm. so it's just so sad to me yeah it's really really interesting where we're at as a culture do you think so i know so we were talking a bit before this and you said that you want to have kids and everything do you what age do you think you would give your kids social media at Ideally, never, but, <laughs> like, I was thinking, like, I was thinking about this, my, f- they won't get a phone till 7th or 8th grade, mm-hmm. so, and then, um, it'll be highly monitored, I can tell you that, because <laughs> it's like, it's like, I'm not stupid, I know what goes on, like, I was once a teenager myself, and, a, you know, a young adult, like, yeah. Like, I, it's like, in general, like, girls were talking about these guys, like, duh, he acted that way about you, or acted that way towards you, because how you dress and how you portray yourself, I mean, that's just what's going to happen, that's, I, I mean, I know you don't want to, want it to be like that, but that's just how men are, sadly. Yeah. So, yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah, like, ideally never give my kids social media, but, you know, seven, when they're seven, seventh and eighth grade, because you just kind of have to, well, I mean, not, I don't know, have to, but, you know. It's wild to see what circulates on TikTok nowadays, what circulates on, like, there's this other app called, um, oh my god, what is it? I forget what it's called. I need to ask my friend about this, but one one of my friends, she was telling me about this one app that she found out one of her cousins was, like, kind of posting videos of another cousin on there, like, doing really kind of, like sexual things at, at like five years old something like that but like things that they didn't really see as sexual but like like taking their pants down and like mooning the camera or wow. something you know is like a prank but there are like you know creepy ass predators on tiktok yeah, who would masturbate to that you know like there's i don't know even it's just yeah, but even you know, a lot of guys I know, like, they'll be married or have girlfriends. And then, and then like, they'll be talking about, like, all these girls are, like, attract- we'll see an attractive girl. And it's like, I just want to be like, dude, shut up. You're married or have a girlfriend. It's like, what are you doing? Like, this bothers me. Like, you know, keep that inside your head. Like, like what oh, happened to respecting each other and respecting who you're with and loyalty and stuff like that? Well, I think a lot of... I think a lot of guys these days, they are, there is such a backwards 
idea of what masculinity is these days and a lot of guys associate with masculinity with like having sex with tons of girls and with always being sexual and like with like they almost see it as more masculine to yeah, be exactly. lusting after women yep. even if they're with another woman because that's just part of being a man right when that's like actually the weak example yeah. of what a man like i've is. been there like where i'll just you know sleep around and it just leaves you feeling empty and um almost disturbed like like what what am i doing here like these are people these are real people with feelings and i have my own feelings why am i not you just i just you just don't feel like this is a a, a road to somewhere positive while i've been in relationships where it's taken seriously and the woman is quote-unquote are uh femininity and then i'm masculine and it it's that's when I feel that was when I feel the most masculine is when the two go together and then there's something that's so beautiful to me about two people being loyal to loyal and exclusive to each other now like I didn't see that now but like like when people like break up and get divorced like it honestly bothers me like even though like no matter how little I even knew them like it just does so um that's really interesting the point that you bring up how like how monogamy like true monogamy where no one's cheating on each other and where the two people are loyal is becoming almost obsolete it feels yeah. like like so many people are polyamorous or they're in open relationships or they feel like Can i just say an open relationship is not a relationship that's <laughs> that's a farce like just stop lying to yourself you know but anyways go on yeah i think i think yeah i i feel like the people who do that usually end up stopping they usually end up realizing that it's not for them later on yeah you can't have your cake and eat it too it's just not gonna happen it's just no one has the capacity to you deal know? with all these people all the time like there's been like famous men in history that have been with countless women and they've come out and said yeah you need to stick to one woman like <laughs> like will chamberlain and then like king solomon in the bible like they've had like can you talk about king solomon in the bible because i actually people always bring that up to me about yeah he why had he, he had like 800 he had like 800 wives and then like in proverbs which he wrote he was like yeah you, it's better you, you just need to stick to one woman so what was the story with that now so he had all these so wives. he had all these exotic wives and basically they you know just from other you know not from where his kingdom and they basically just destroyed not destroyed but like brought down his kingdom and um um got king solomon away from god and everything and brought in all their other gods and because i've heard so many guys who there's that one guy who you've seen me do collaborations with joseph darling of the men of high value channel he he would bring that up to me and he would say oh you know like in the Bible, even, there's examples of men having multiple wives and stuff. Because he, he used to be very religious. And um, that was one thing that I never understood, really. Because I thought the Bible promoted monogamy. But it, at the same time, there's... It does in the New Testament. Like, it says one man and one wife. That's what it, in the New Testament. It's it's just confusing. It is definitely confusing. I brought it on myself. But mm -hmm. definitely, you know, one man, one wife. What do you think, do you think that, um, like, humans are naturally, um, like, monkeys, like, we're, like, having sex all the time, 
and we need to fight that natural part of who we are or do you feel like that's not really who you who we are um so i would say that's that is our subconscious self like like there is a part of like the human brain where it's all just instinct and we are just like animals and then we have like the human side of the brain which animals don't have and that's the one that wants to bond and be monogamous and have one partner and build a life with somebody because biology trains you to to have sex and pregnate and for the man to bolt because the woman is now worthless to him because the woman is out for nine months and he's and a man is supposed to be spreading his seed as far to have as many, far and wide far and wide <laughs> yes so basically that's that's the that's by the, that post-sex feeling of like detachment and magnetism that's just that's just biology's way of saying go find another mate now you're you've accomplished your goal with her so do you think that men ever get over that feeling like once a man is married do you think he'll still have that feeling with his wife when they start having sex um well my personal beliefs with ejaculation is orgasm is not your friend the only only reason you can have an orgasm if you're trying to have a baby that's like it's like this nature's way of enticing you to have a baby like almost no one was like all right we're playing let's have a baby now let's have sex and have a baby like nobody does that really and so that's just nature's way of fooling you and getting to have a baby so so orgasm incentivizes us to yes. have babies pretty much and then then the then the po that post feeling of Unless, unless the only way I think it would go away if you were wanting to have a baby, like you and your wife were like, okay, let's have a baby, let's do it now, and then you did that, you'd be like, yeah, I did it that time. But <laughs> all the other times, it'd be just like, you know, like you you would be there would be you know dis and you know the harmony would go away and you would feel um, disconnected from your wife. Like I see like people like I mean that happens to them like petty arguments will come up and everything like biology after orgasm makes you want to it fools you into thinking your uh your partner is less attractive and i i feel like to some extent even if you're married that that that, that's not going to go away Hmm. i feel like so yes i do feel like it doesn't go away fully do you feel like um like with like whenever i get married and have a serious girlfriend i do not plan on ejaculating during sex unless we're trying to have a kid. Uh, so my... you still would have sex though, just yes. not ejaculate. Yes, and, okay, when it, it. and it's a different kind of sex too. It wouldn't be like the let's slam each other's genitals into <laughs> each other until they explode. <laughs> until kind of they sex. explode, right? It's more like a like slow bonding experience. More, it's not. It's not like that's another thing with porn. Like the the way sex is portrayed in porn is such a lie compared to like how real actually sex where you want to bond with somebody like if sex is done right yes it, it, it should bond you to another person but not with like ejaculatory passionate animalistic sex like what, what is what is portrayed in porn i i know what you mean that's really really interesting i feel like in general so so this might be getting into a different topic but i feel like it relates so um, in general, they say that men are driven by sexuality and beauty, and that women are driven by uh, resources, status, money, all that kind of stuff. So you had asked me a question a while ago which, about can women overcome their hypergamous nature? And I feel like the example, the same question for men would be can men overcome their 
their uh, sexual desires or something. I feel like a lot of men um, who cheat, they cheat not because they don't love their wives, but they cheat because yep. they have just this sexual desire yeah. that they want to get. And then I've been cheated on, and my under- like from what I understand on it is because like at the time like the girl I was with she was off kicking ass while I was jerking off and playing video games <laughs> while she was around all these other men that were kicking ass that you know are going to be making are 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 going to be making six figures you know whatever and while I'm being an idiot so yeah it was understandable you know like I wasn't I wasn't like as long as if you're with a good woman and she has good morals and a good head on your shoulders and you as a man are doing what you should be doing I don't think you'll ever get cheated on now with now I can't speak to like the men and like like the men with the like yeah like the driven by sex that is very hard to overcome like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like yeah so then and then the men and then I feel like with women like women will leave you in an instant <laughs> for an upgrade for a guy that makes more money that's doing better off in life so yeah like I feel so like men are men are wired to mate with as many many things as possible many people as possible and then women are wired to mate with the person that has the most resources so like the, there's a saying like a key that can open many locks is a great key mm. but a lock that can be opened by many keys is not a good lock that's a good phrase that's a good so, phrase so basically, so yeah, like you see women, like you see like all these young women, like hooking up with like millionaires that are, uh, you know, you, but as men, we would never, we would never go hook up with some old millionaire lady. Like I would never <laughs> do that. Like, no, that's gross. But then you see, you see women, like they'll go marry and have sex with some gut dude that's a millionaire just so that, you know, they have the money and the security about it. So. Right. I feel like it, it diverges at a certain point. It's like, I feel like, um. It's weird. It's like you can go one of two directions. If God is not involved, then the woman might become a gold digger and the man might become a super big pervert, womanizer, kind of like just always trying to get the younger one, the prettier one. But when God is involved, it's like the men and the women still play their respective roles where like the man might be providing and the woman might be nurturing. But there's a cap to like what they're desires are it's like the man eventually will come to a point where he's like okay yes like there's all these other beautiful women out here but i'm committed to this one and the woman's like okay yeah there's all these other rich guys out here but i'm committed to this one yeah. and i feel like it's god that really does that yeah. for people i just feel like that's getting more rare and rare these days like people actually are loyal to each other I know, because with the Instagram, Google, with yeah. all this stuff, everyone's always like messaging everyone else on the side to have people right, exactly, like, waiting in the background. Like what? Yeah, that's so like yeah, like oh, you messed up this little thing. Oh, I'm mad just for this thing that. And back in the day before social media, you'd be over in a week, <laughs> and the rage would be be fine. But now, oh, I'm mad, and now, now you you post some dumb status or whatever, a tweet about it, and then. Oh, here comes guy waiting in the wings. Oh, what'd he do? You know, how did he hurt you? And shit, <laughs> shit like that. And then she goes to him and it never, it never ends. Right. Like people that like break up with people and they're like in another relationship a week later. It's like, oh, geez, what were you doing there? Yeah. It's like you were never really in yeah, your like relationship. Yeah. Like it's so, it really is so <laughs> scary. Like, 
like my sister mm-hmm. like her tinder she has 400 four or 4000 matches and 4000 4000 no and then, and then that's not even that's just the 4000 guys she's like that like that she likes has liked back and then like at the top it'll say like how many people like you mm-hmm. 10,000 plus so 10, so at least 14,000 guys <laughs> Are trying to do God knows what with my sister. <laughs> and 10, you think 000, and, and she's 000. never had a serious boyfriend? You think she's ever going to with the stuff like Tinder that who that's normal and cool and that's how you meet people these days? No, it's not going to happen. So it really is such a you know bad system. I you know we're I hate you, it. We're used to having way too much variety. Yes. To where yes. we can't appreciate. Like, I think the fewer options you have, the more you appreciate exactly. every option. Exactly. The more options you have, the less valuable they all become. Yep. But it's hard to resist that. It's hard. It's like, I notice it in myself too. It's hard to, it's hard to commit because there's always this nagging feeling of like, what if there's something better out there? What if there's uh, something that I'm not seeing in this person? Exactly. Like, like, yeah. like my relationships, like these girls were like like you know 10 out of 10 is gorgeous but then you know like post sex it would biology the biology biology part of your brain would always trick you into thinking they were less attractive than what they were mm-hmm. it's crazy mm-hmm. like like i had everything i could ever want in a woman you know personality wise looks wise but then you have sex and then somehow it's not enough that's just crazy to me and it's mm-hmm. quite sad until you realize what's happening well it's like you said it's like your biology telling you to go spread your seed more now because you've already accomplished what you need to accomplish here it's um just uh no i can find someone hotter and she's kind of annoying now so Mm -hmm. that's what always happens it's it's like i remember like i was taking a girlfriend home one night after sex and and she wanted me to kiss her and i would not kiss her and then she goes to kiss me and i remember pushing her away like i like did not want to be kissed in that very moment like mm. it's crazy but then like po- before sex you know i would have been all over that mm. so it's like too much after sex or yeah something. it's just yeah i feel like it's so important to understand how our biology works so that we can recognize those patterns as it's as it's happening and like realize to not identify with them and be like okay this is i'm feeling this way because my brain is going through this reaction after having sex with this person and i shouldn't take it seriously because it'll i'll feel differently yes in a couple days (laughs) and that's why i want to avoid you know traditional sex because i don't want that feeling anymore like i don't want that detachment and um, disharmony from whoever my partner is. Right, right. Oh man, I'm, I'm, I feel like mo- most people are in those types of relationships. Yeah, you just don't realize it. Like I've, you know, driven away how many girls just because you just don't realize it, and you know, or you know, driven myself away from how many girls just yeah, you just don't realize it, and you like the most like. The longest relationship I had, like that relationship, went six years because we didn't have sex for the first year and six months. I feel like, but hmm. but like another relationship with a girl that was just as good, we had sex like on the second date and it fell apart in like a month. So I just feel like that causes disharmony. How long do you think you should wait before you have sex with someone? 
What do you want me to like? You know, da, 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 da. <laughs> so after marriage, wedding. Yes, that would be ideal, but it's yeah. so freaking hard. <laughs> Those hormones start raging, and then you know, just that why not comes in. You know, what the, what harm what harm will come from it? So, um, it's tough, but ideally, marriage. Like, mm-hmm. like my mom has only had sex with one guy, and then that's so you know that's my my dad. So you know that's still. You know, that's how I wish I wish I could go back. Like, I regret all the sex I've had. Like, I've learned from it, but I still regret it. And I wish I could go back and just, you know, with that one person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yep. Really interesting. Yeah, I feel like for most, for people who, let's just say someone was asking for your advice who never wanted to get married, what would be the length of time you would tell him to wait before having sex? Hmm. I would say like a year. A year. And then with like don't have um, traditional orgasm, mm-hmm, orgasm mm-hmm. sex. So let's talk about that actually. Let's talk about what this whole concept is. Because we both read this book called Cupid's Poison Arrow by Marnia Robinson. And in that book she proposes this idea that orgasm is one of the biggest reasons for why relationships fail because of the behavioral changes it causes in people the chemical changes it causes in the brain over time and her whole premise is that it's not sex that's bad but it's just orgasm and that if you have sex but avoid orgasm then everything will be fine what were your first initial thoughts after reading that book it made it made sense because that's exactly what what would happen in my life like I would be so happy to see someone, hang out with them, and then, like, right after, I'd be, like, everything, like, you did not want to be around them anymore, and everything they did was annoying and an inconvenience and everything. hmm So, uh, yeah, I definitely identified, like, yeah, this makes perfect sense, and I'm on, totally on board with it. And so, do you feel like it's realistic? Because I was thinking about that, too. I was like, okay, this sounds like such a great idea, but realistically, do... Do men, like, do you think men actually have that capability to have sex and, and not want to orgasm when they're in that moment? Yeah, it is possible, but it does take a lot of discipline. And it's it's almost like it's not natural almost. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. but I'm past, like, the point of, like, wanting that orgasm. I just want to connect with somebody in, like, that way. Like, I mm-hmm. don't want... Like, I hate, like... The fallout from an orgasm is not worth the orgasm anymore. So yeah, but I definitely do think it does take a lot of discipline, and there will be times where it will happen, and you just have to you know realize what's going on inside your head, and you know go through it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because in this book, it claims two weeks before you'll get back to homeostasis. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's a. That's a really tough one for me. I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about all that stuff. Because, I mean, I've heard from a few guys them saying to me, like, so there's a few messages I've gotten from guys where I talk about, in a few videos where I've talked about not having sex too soon. And some of the guys have said, you know, like, guys have that post-nut clarity experience where after they ejaculate, they know whether or not they love a girl. And then guys are like, if I want to, if I want to stay with her after I have sex, then I know I'm in love with her for real. And if I don't feel that, then I know it's not real love. 
What are your thoughts to, about that? To me, that's total BS because <laughs> I've had girls that I know that I love and mm-hmm. I still get that feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. So to me, that's just BS. Yeah, and I don't think you should need to have sex with yeah. someone to see if you really love yeah. them. Yeah, sex isn't a tryout, you know. Right. You know, if you need sex to know you love somebody, your priorities are, sh- are out of whack and... There's some guys who even compare it to cars. Like, you want to test drive a car before you buy it. That's so dumb. So dumb. Yeah. I think I think the problem, though, is the whole way we treat sex at all. Like, we don't see it as a sacred thing. Yeah. We see it as such a normal, basic need, like eating and sleeping and stuff. And I think it is a need, but it's one of those needs that's like a... It's like a need that isn't a real need. Or like it is a need, but it's not a vital need right. or something. Like your brain will trick you into thinking it's a need. Like you're not going to die from not having sex, but mm-hmm. you will die from not eating or drinking something or, or you know, not getting shelter and freezing to death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are needs. But it's, yeah, it, 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 it is, but it isn't. Like your brain tricks you into thinking it is. Yes, Absolutely. So what advice would you give to young men right now who might be struggling with porn, who want to stop, but they just can't seem to let it go? What's like the biggest piece of advice you would say to them? Um, well, that's, a, that's a hard question. Biggest? Be, just think about how better your life will be without it. Like, you know what's happening to yourself and how it's negatively impacting you. Like, even before even before I found NoFap stuff, like, I didn't want to believe it. Anything was off, but I still knew it was causing problems in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. So just think about how much you're going to improve. Find new hobbies and passions, and then um, find ways to find new time, ways to time to put into <laughs> other things um but i will admit it is hard as hell mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like i feel like i could go get addicted to crack <laughs> and quit that easier just because the just because you rewired your brain your brain thinks this is a need but it is hard as hell i would say seek out people that definitely are in the same boat as you like mm-hmm. Like, before we had our sessions, like, I was, like, once every week, every week or two. Mm-hmm. And then I had a big streak, and then we started talking. But then, like, it was so much easier to get longer once we we talked about it. Mm-hmm. So it's so good to know, actually, face-to-face with people. Like, you know, Reddit and, you know, whatever YouTube videos is great, but it's still not the same as a real action with a real person about it. Definitely. And definitely don't count the days, like... Mm, that's like good one. you know like i don't quit you know what's something else you would quit like i i wouldn't quit like if i quit like soda i'm not like oh boy it's day 13 since i quit <laughs> soda oh boy you know right. i'm making so much progress like no just you know it's, i don't do that anymore and get on with your life it's um because a lot of times like i'll be like huh it's day 15 i feel like the benefits should be better by now uh, this really isn't going anywhere and then you trick yourself into you know fapping again so Definitely don't count the days is definitely a big thing for me. Yeah. What what would what advice would you give to someone who um, doesn't have friends and or anyone they can connect with? What would you say is like the biggest thing that they can do in the moment when the urge hits them? 
Um, definitely find some way to distract yourself. Like me, like it was good to keep busy between school and work. Like, like, and then you have something you have to have put your energy into that. Cause it's like, man, I cannot, like, I w want to watch porn, but like the energy loss, I can't literally cannot afford to do it. Cause or cause then my grades will slip and then my job performance will slip. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that is, you know, then that's going to lead to, you know, feeling worse and that's going to lead to more porn use. So definitely, you know, you find things to put your energy into that you can't afford to not put your energy into. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. I feel like the one of the biggest keys is to like have more fun in your life. Yes, exactly. Like yes. I realized that porn was my only form of fun for a little while. It was, it would yep. be like. I, I wasn't entertained by anything else. And then yeah. when I stopped, all of a sudden I'm playing guitar again, going running again, finding fun in my actual day-to-day -day activities where I'm not on a screen. Yes, but definitely. Yeah. Like, yeah, and it's so sad for me to go, like, I used to be pretty damn good at basketball and then to go play with, like, high schoolers now and get my ass kicked it's like damn i used to be you know it used to be the other way around it's so sad like i used to be the one kicking the old the old people's ass and now i'm you know i'm the old guy and, that's, <laughs> and you know so definitely you know find out what you've lost and try to get that back and put all your energy into that it's definitely a big thing that's a good good quote find out what you've lost because yeah i think a lot of people have wasted a lot of potential in in watching porn all the yeah, time. Yeah, like a picture of like, so I've gained some weight because I'm, you know, been lazy with, you know, I was lazy with porn and eating habits. Like a picture from me from like eight years ago popped up on my Facebook the other day. I was like, damn, like <laughs> I have gotten fat, you know, it's crazy. Well, you don't look bad to me, Dan. Yeah. Well, but. Well, I can show you, once we're done with this, I can show you the picture from eight years ago. I'm like, yeah, you, you definitely <laughs> fall off. <laughs> Well, I think I think that is one of the biggest things that people can do to to let go of porn is to get back into their bodies, get back into exercising, get back into eating healthy, playing sports, doing all that stuff because I feel like porn it's it's like you want to have people like to have embodied experiences. They go to porn because it gives them a really big feeling in their body, but you can have a different feeling in your body. You can experience your muscles being sore after a really hard workout or your 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 breath grow heavy not from masturbation right. but from going for a run. Yep. Or you could feel, I don't know, just other things in your body besides that feeling. Yeah, and I'll just say you do not want the feeling of regret and loss of the things that you like like it drives me crazy like where i could have been in my life right now like i'm doing well now and i'm you know content you know contently moving forward with life and i'm not you know mad about it It still does drive me crazy at times like like damn like i could be making a lot more money than i make now and i could be done with school right now and i could probably be married to somebody right now and have you know my life where it should be at 25 year old 25 years old not where it is now and i definitely do not want anybody to have that feeling and I just feel like porn affected everything in my life in so many ways that I never could get my life where I wanted to be and never could stay on. Like, staying on track now is easy. Mm. Like, stuff like would, like, oh, I don't want to do that, you know. I just want to watch porn. But now it's, you know, stuff like, you know, you don't even have to think about it. It becomes instinctual. But before, it would always be a struggle and a battle. And just to have, not having to deal with that with most things is so, you know, just, you know, peaceful, I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, 
Are there any more thoughts you have that you want to share on the topic or anything? Nah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, uh, other than porn is for bitches, that's all. <laughs> You're a bitch if you watch porn. All right. It's a great note to end on. So, <laughs> so okay. Right, right. Um, well, yeah. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being on the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Hope you all got something out of that. If you struggle with porn, um, you can check out all my playlists on YouTube. I have a bunch of free videos up there that can help you learn how to stop watching porn. Um, are you open to talking to people if they want to reach out to you and ask sure, questions? Sure, yeah, I and will stuff? tell anybody every anything and everything. I will be completely honest. Okay, cool. So if you guys want to get in touch with Dan and talk to him about what you've been going through, or questions, advice, anything, you can contact him. How? Instagram? Yeah, Instagram is Daniel Taylor 444. Okay, cool. Yeah. Just, I'm not big into like social media or anything, but you know, I'm open to talking to anybody about porn. Like, you know, like I, my way, I would love to get back to like people that are younger, you know, like 16, 17, 18, well, anybody, any age, but definitely the younger ones that, you know, it could save them from stopping having the struggles that I had at that age. And, so that would, you know, that would make me feel a lot better, you know. So, yeah, if you want to reach out, I'm perfectly fine with that. Cool. I will leave a link to Dan's Instagram in the description box below if you want to get in touch with him and talk to him. Um, and, yeah, you guys, that's it for today. If you want to support the podcast and support uh, my YouTube channel, you can check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash Ahana. Have a great rest of your evening, guys, and we will talk to you soon.